All right, welcome to the Booth Headshot Podcast. Today we have our me, Jackson Paisley, Harrison Olson, Thompson Wakefield, Hello. dude, and then we got Daniel. Uh, he's at home. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So this is going to be the third episode of the Booth Headshot. We're actually setting a record for the longest statesman <laughs> podcast with this third episode. Uh, yeah. Crazy territory here. So. Uh, today, I thought it would be a good idea to kind of discuss the various major musical genres um, throughout modern history, our takes on them, uh, how we feel they've affected other genres, everything about it, because we're all pretty big on music. Uh, some of us like other genres more than others, but yeah. in all, we, we're all pretty big music fans. So, Daniel, why don't you start with your opinions? Give us your thoughts on various music genres. Like, just like, let's say rap, well, rock, well, and pop. Sure, sure, well, sure, let's, sure. let's just start with hip-hop at first. We can yeah, take it one by that. one. And so we can all just kind of uh, voice our opinions on that. All right, we'll have Daniel go first. All right, well, not personally a fan of hip-hop slash rap. Um, I, I prefer more emphasis on more musical elements and less emphasis on the lyrics that said i think some of it can serve as almost a sort of poetry and i see the appeal there but it's just it's not for me yeah is rap music you see Um, rap as music i mean generally yeah but i mean you have to judge everything on a case-by-case basis that goes for all genres too i see where dan's coming from considering i would say that hip-hop or rap is uh the biggest like or the most varying music genre out there like at one end of the spectrum we have you know kendrick lamar or kanye west and then you take it to the other side and we have just you know like nonsense rappers like like give an example harrison of someone on the totally (laughs) opposite yeah little pump like the diversity in there is something you still see in other genres like rock there's still like more typically good rock versus bad rock but with hip-hop or rap it's such a large and varying genre yeah in the subject matter like what they're like talking about can like like uh vary like really really like drastically based on the artist Mm -hmm. yeah and it it's more on the lyrics how it differs you know because Mm -hmm. i think people who don't listen to hip-hop like dan i'm not calling you out on this i'm just saying the uh people who aren't interested in hip-hop tend to only hear um like the bad side of hip-hop or the less creative um side of hip-hop like we said little pump is an example and that's not to say that everybody who enjoys little pump automatically has bad taste but when you look at like how much effort goes into it, how much like heart goes into the music. Um, you know, like, like I said, there's two ends of the spectrum and everything in between. Sure. And when people don't listen to hip hop, typically they only get that um, more typical, like bad quote unquote so uh, hip hop. That brings us to the question of uh, how do you, what do you view as being on the good side of the spectrum for hip hop, like as your personal recommendations or tastes? Yeah, see, that's a hard question to ask without offending people who enjoy more. Right. I don't even know what the word for it, because bad isn't even the right word. Yeah. I'm not sure what to call. Um, You can basically just call it, I'd, I'd, I'd refer to what you're talking about as like, uh, like SoundCloud era trap. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like even then, there's a lot of people like me who still bump that stuff. Like, yeah, like it's still fun to listen yeah. to. Like, it, it, there's not a whole lot of musical substance. And I think that with like a lot of rap genres, especially like SoundCloud stuff, it's just like just having fun, relaxing. Like, you know, you don't always have to listen to music mm-hmm. about how like deep something is. You can just listen to music, just have yeah, fun. Yeah, it's chill. like it's just kind of like lighthearted. Yeah. So it, but it's understandable. Uh, from the perspective of someone who really enjoys good lyrics or really enjoys, uh, you know, um, like really complex music, why they look at something like these SoundCloud rappers and see, oh, this music is bad. Just generalizing the entire genre because it's not like, let's say someone uh, is a really big rock and roll fan, like classic rock or even like classical for that matter. And then That's someone uh, recommends them rap. And then they go to like the top rap charts and you're not going to be seeing the most uh, creative or the more or the most heartfelt rap music. For, so from the perspective of someone who enjoys complex music, it's understandable to see how they could see rap as something that's so simplistic and uh, shallow. Even then, like I see there's a lot of in, there's a lot of complexities to even the most basic rap because I think because what rap is doing with their drums is truly fascinating where other genres it'll be like one, two, three, four. They like to do like one dot 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 dot. Yeah, they'll snare. have really complex 808s. Yeah, and like the drums are like really unique, especially the hi-hats, because mm-hmm. unlike other genres, they do tons of hi-hat roles that actually guide the song. Like even if there's like not a whole lot of like lyrical substance, <clears throat> like I'd, I'd say like rap producing is probably like one of the hardest and most like complex facets of music production. Like as someone who's produced rap, rock, pop, death metal, noise music, even like stuff like noise music, which is incredibly technical, it's not as hard as rap because of rap, you have to make the beat so somebody can rap directly to it. And it makes sure it's not that complex. Like it makes sure it's um, still like rappable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the challenge comes in the fact where like you want to make these really complex beats so you don't sound like anybody else, but then you end up making these. But then you end up making beats that are too hard to rap on. So it becomes the balance of trying to figure out how do you make these really intricate beats, or versus how to make these, or versus you make these stupidly complex beats that nobody in their right mind can rap over, except for like people like Aesop Rock. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so although like you see the vast majority of uh, rap having these really complex beats. Um, You can also access those beats or you can, you know, anybody can get these beats and then rap over them. That's the difference between rap and other genres of music. Like if you want to get into rock and roll, let's say if you, um, if you want to start creating your own rock music, you have to learn how to play the guitar. You have to learn, or you have to meet someone who knows how to play drums and you have to know someone who knows how to play bass and you have to uh, be good at singing. Whereas with hip hop, all you really need is um, someone to make a beat for you and then you can rap over it. Everybody, at least every teenager in America knows someone at their school, at least one person who raps or has a SoundCloud or makes music um, from rap. Whereas if you try and find someone who's, you know, started a like rock group, you might not see as many people in that because it's just such a, um, it's a more difficult genre to master if you guys are understanding. And as somebody yeah. who's been in around three to two, three to two bands, it's quite hard to get people because you have to know the drummer, and drummers aren't hard, are hard to find. If you're a synthesizer player and a bassist, yet it's hard hard to find people like me who can do both. It's you know that type of stuff. And from a producer standpoint, 
I think rap is also very hard because you have to know how these instruments work. Like you, your beat's not just drums. It's also your melodies, your chords, how you use guitars and stuff. You have to have such a deep understanding of how music actually works that people don't understand. Like people will listen to these simple beats and think that, oh, this producer doesn't know much about music. When in reality, this stuff's just hard to make and you have to try to keep stuff sounding good and relevant, you know? Yeah, and we haven't even touched on like the complexity and like how wide the variety of like plugins and like oh, voice yeah. effects. Mm-hmm. Like there's some like like you can have rappers who use tons of reverb. You can have that uses distortion or like screamo like horror that uses like really weird VCSTs. Yeah, because you got like just like normal mastering with like Kendrick Lamar, or, like insane reverb with Travis Scott. Mm-hmm. Just it it's that it adds a whole nother layer of complexity. Mm-hmm. And when I said that rap is like the most accessible genre to anyone, I'm solely talking about rapping. I'm not talking about like the larger things that come into making hip hop, yeah. like beat making. That's absolutely, absolutely complex. But if anybody wants to rap, all they have to do is rap. It doesn't take um, anything else. You can rap without a beat. And that's kind of what makes it its own unique genre. That yeah. it just everybody can do it. That's like a whole, that's another, that's another subgenre too. People just do free verse like that mm-hmm. with no beat, just going off. It's kind of interesting. It's nuts. Cause they, cause it's also like quite difficult because you have to freestyle while trying to keep your own metronome set in your head. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's interesting to see how like prominent genres over the last hundred years have changed going from like big band or going from like classical to big band to you know funk and jazz and and then you see rock and roll and that kind of turns to grunge and then you see you know maybe like all or indie rock and now we're at the stage of hip-hop hip-hop or rap absolutely dominates uh what uh young people are listening to these days it's definitely the musical genre that defines the last 20 or so years everybody's listening to rap and it's interesting to me how back in the 90s and 80s it was seen as this like you know ghetto music obviously that's like you know that was all racist connotations but that's how people perceive back in the days ghetto music you're from the ghetto if you listen to it. if you're from the mud you you're like a crime doer if you listen to rap where like nowadays you have like people like little literally donald trump jr just bumping rap oh yeah <laughs> like you, have, you, have, you literally have these like like fascist politicians who listen to mf doom and stuff or like any other rapper mm-hmm. it's it nuts. used to be such a niche genre of music and now it's just everybody listens to rap yeah and i'd say rap definitely has like way 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 more like cultural significance than any other genre i mean in i guess in uh, 2020 or i guess from the 2000s or late 90s and on because yeah when when jazz started to die down a bit and funk took over there was like a little weird gap there where like black expression kind of started to die down a bit and so rap became a new way for black expression and we've seen how rap even to the to this day is still great also for black expression yeah um yeah, so we're not trying to target you, Dan, of course, by, well, Paisley might be trying to, but um, I absolutely see where you're coming from with um, just not hearing that much hip-hop, so, you know, generalizing it. But I think it's interesting. No? no? Well, I'm just saying I, that's not really the reason. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm not a big fan of it. I, I, I think I have listened to a fair share of it. It's just okay. I, I just prefer, you know, more comp complex um things yeah but that's the thing we're trying to get to is that rap can either be very simple or rap can be very complex like like with the example of kendrick lamar Mm -hmm. his lyrics are you know if you take let's say you group together every uh rock song in history and analyze their lyrics like it's not every rock song is or not every like rock lyrics are 
better than rap lyrics. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, it's like it differs. I mean, Both genres per- differ yeah. a lot. I'd say more about me. I'm dying of thirst and Keisha's song and songs like that, like where Kendrick Lamar like uh, uses like really, really like complex storytelling. I think that has a lot more like, uh, like <clears throat> lyrical substance and actual importance behind the music than pretty much most of the rock I've ever heard mm-hmm. because he outlines countless social issues, problems going on in his life. And in uh, like, um, like just uh, not like great places to grow up in. Like Kendrick Lamar grew up in Compton and just outlines like issues with inequality and police brutality and sexism. And it, it there's really a lot to rap and it's mm-hmm. just a great way for people to express themselves even from a beat perspective like there's some rappers like i'm going to call death Grips here because death Grips is truly a hip-hop deal like they do mm-hmm. they do have rap features and say what you will about death Grips being weird but their beats are just nuts like this stuff is insane you cannot say that death Grips isn't insane or like you look at run the jewels like lp is known for a bit simpler beats but you listen to his solo work it's just nine day. Like his beats are nuts. Mm-hmm. Or you listen to something by Travis Scott, and you have they have like this melodic rap, like melody, like the melodic rap's gonna be really popular because of Travis, where it's like you have these spacey chords with these beautiful melodies, and like it's like almost rock like, but it still pertains to the rap type verse. Mm-hmm. Dan, what were you saying uh, before Harrison started speaking? I heard you talking. Um, uh, I was just saying that I- I'm not really a lyrics person anyway. So like, yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, not all genres have. Uh, great lyrics and all their songs. I, I just am more of like an instrumentals person. And so I see the appeal in that more in other genres. Yeah. And it's so important. Like, again, res- I get where you're coming from. Yeah. It's important to respect people's tastes. Like you can't convince someone that this genre is good, right? Because if they just don't enjoy listening to it, then there's nothing exactly. you can do about that. And that's okay. Not everybody has to love rap just because there's good rap songs. Not everybody has to listen to rock just because there's some really amazing rock songs. And that goes for every genre. Yeah. Like you, you can uh, not enjoy a genre and still have some respect for it as a genre. Like uh, I think you do Dan a little bit with hip hop. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think we've covered everything about rap. Should we? Yeah, we can move on. Let's ask Daniel. Let's ask Daniel a direct question. So, Daniel, what are your thoughts on punk, punk music? I'm interested. By oh God, love punk music. Um, what what type of punk do you like? Sure. Um, I don't think it all has to have like a meaning behind it. But the type that I like most, I've been getting more into like Celtic punk music, uh, of which there is a lot. Everything from the Dropkick Murphys to the Rumjacks to um the well there's just a lot and i don't know i love the instrumentation mostly i think that's the appeal but also Mm -hmm. punk is just a a great way to express oneself especially in emotions of uh, anger or frustration with politics and various things yeah with uh punk i think it contrasts really well with rap in that I see punk as one of the hardest genres to get into because punk is so much more than just a musical genre. And and although hip hop is, people still enjoy rap. Like you said, you know, with Don Jr. listening to rap, like obviously he isn't in the hip hop scene, but with punk, if you listen to punk, the vast majority of the time you're in the punk scene, you're going to concerts, you're, you know, communicating with other people that like punk. It's, it's more of an underground thing. Not everybody's listening to punk. You know what I mean with that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's it's, the point of it, I think. Yeah, it's 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 one of the more niche genres, definitely. And 
And in Sioux Falls, there is still some punk, but the the punk scene in Sioux Falls is so minimal that, <laughs> that you know, it, it would be hard to find someone, especially our age, it would be hard to find other people to talk to about punk, uh, yeah. you know, get, get like um, others' opinions on it or explore your own uh, taste with punk just because it's hard to find people in Sioux Falls that also are in that punk scene. But... You know, you could say that for other genres too. Yeah, I I personally can enjoy punk. Like, I really am into early punk. Like, Joy Division can be argued as like the early pioneers of punk, and that stuff's just awesome. I love Joy Division, but yeah, yeah. I feel like also that punk, it's the people who enjoy punk are so quick to dismiss or dismiss something as not punk. Like, you can bring up a band that you think uh, falls under the term punk. And other uh, people who listen to that genre may go, oh, no, that's not punk. There's no way that's punk because punk tries to uh, stray so far from the mainstream that if a punk band goes mainstream, here's an example, Misfits, um, it, it kind of becomes not punk anymore. And and that's another problem with that community is that if you know the artist, that means it's most likely if you're not in the punk scene and you know the punk artist, that means it's probably more mainstream. And a lot of people in the punk community are are so quick to say, oh, well, then that's not punk. And and that's what leads to it. That's what leads to um, punk being so niche and hard to find, although that is what makes punk uh, desirable to a lot of people mm-hmm. is that not a lot of people know about it. It's more you know, either, either you're punk or you're not. And I I guess I can see how that can be um, desirable to people, especially those who see pop as uh, like modern pop music as the worst genre, or, you know, are, are always hating on pop, then punk is pretty much the opposite and a great thing to turn to. But like I said, I mean, I, I don't even know that much about punk because of that reason. Like, I, I don't even know how to get into punk without I, I don't know how to get into true punk you know what i mean with that yeah yeah um and like i especially i couldn't tell you the difference between like i couldn't tell you the core differences between punk and just rock and roll like i don't i don't know what makes something punk i i think it's so subjective it is um but with uh dan what would you consider like what what would you consider a punk band like what defines punk versus rock and roll? Yeah. Wow. Um, I think generally it's more aggressive, probably faster tempos, um, more distortion. But again, like it's 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 a very uh, a gray line, and I think that's maybe that's part of the appeal. Like it can kind of be whatever you want, but at the same time you can feel like you're rebelling against something, uh, in a way. Yeah. So like I was talking about with pop. That's a that's a good segue into discussing pop, which right. is also, in my opinion, a hard genre to define because it's just popular music. So can rap be considered pop music if it hits the top billboards? Oh, yeah. Like if if the truest rapper out there is has gone mainstream, then they're pop. And so what like differentiates um, pop music from uh, other genres that are just popular? Well, I don't think pop is necessarily like a genre defined by like the musical content and like how, like what the music is. I think it's like, like you said, just 
basically defined as what's what everyone's listening to like yeah um like there's a lot of rappers who could be considered hip-hop artists that could be considered pop stars like uh one big example what Lil Uzi Vert Lil Uzi could maybe be considered pop but like Drake oh yeah definitely. he's like the most popular artist in the world Mm -hmm. but I mean he started as well he still is a rapper but yeah like I'm sorry oh no you're good uh, that's really interesting because I recently got into Taiwanese pop by Thailand pop, and it's just so fascinating because, like, you have bedroom pop and stuff in the popular. And I think that when we talk about pop as a genre, since pop is not necessarily dead, it's just not like the pop of the 2000s that we used to grew up listening to, or, to tw- or like the 2010s to like 2016, which, like, you know, trap started to a thing. Yeah. It's not the same anymore. And I think that pop, like the poppy elements, I just, it's so hard to describe because to me, growing up around that time it's just normal like it's just normal like that. yeah and so like you see and like there's still a lot of new genres of pop genres like bedroom pop taiwanese pop's coming really popular and k-pop too it's becoming really popular oh yeah and i think you would agree with me that those who don't listen to pop criticize it more than any other genre oh, yeah. if you're oh, yeah, that's so true if you're not listening to you know the top charts or whatever you're more likely to be like oh pop music's all the same it means nothing it's shallow and and of course, a lot of that pop music is more shallow because that's kind of what its goal is to do. Pop music tries to, you know, appeal to the masses. It, it's just like car music. It's not music for, um, you know, avid, uh, like huge music fans to listen to. But that's not what it's intended for. And I think people misconstrue it to be, oh, that's pop music. It's not real music. But that's that's what it, it's going for a different type of music than um then like core hip-hop or punk or rock and roll it has a different goal than those genres yeah pop's not really trying to appeal to like a certain audience or certain niche it's just kind of it's music for just the masses i mean mm-hmm. it's it's really uh designed to be all-encompassing it doesn't really focus on a singular subject matter i mean yeah what i find interesting is like it used to be so manufactured like k-pop is today like, a lot of K-pop fans are gonna mad me to say this, but you guys have to admit that K-pop is the most manufactured genre out there, just because of like all the production that goes into it. Oh yeah, it's terrible. I mean, I don't hate K-pop at all. I think it's gonna be pretty good. I'm just saying that like the business practice going into it is just awful. But it's besides the point. But with pop, it's like it feel it felt like the capitalist re- approach to like people for the masses not wanting us, so they started mass producing pop artists and even artists like Taylor Swift did country. Well. Not a pop. Now they're making poppy music because that's what corporate interests want. But as we've seen, record labels like more record labels go like Suicide Boys. It's what, um, like sorry, thank you. Like Third World, Third World started to become more popular. Um, Death Skid Row Records, Death Row Records, and then like we got Three Six, like you know, like Suicide Boys. Um, three Six, six yeah, yeah, Three Six Mafia. Mm-hmm. Like all these underground record labels started coming to compete with them. And that's what I think, honestly, that's one of the biggest things why rap became so successful outside of SoundCloud is because now they have these independent record companies from the other ones that just want to make pop music. Yeah. And so they could actually make their own music. Yeah. And I feel that pop music out of any genre, if you can even consider pop music a genre, will last. Like, eventually, uh, rock is going to, uh, you know, be such a, a, a niche genre because people have uh, slowly stopped listening to rock or country or rap eventually you know even if it takes hundreds of years eventually these genres are gonna die out just like 
uh, genres have been dying out. But pop is something that will always exist because it's just popular music. It doesn't have its own category. It's constantly evolving to just fit the people. So there's no reason that pop music would ever vanish. It feels like the universal genre that like um, classical music has become like like despite the fact that like we're in a neoclassical, but like you know, even though like a lot of people don't know about neoclassical or neoclassical pieces, we're just still listening to old stuff made like Bach, Beethoven, like also in classical, like all the orchestral and piano, but like even though we're still listening to Chopin, Franz Liszt, and all these good old boys. And it's just like, it's like pop where like, it's so universal. I think like, like basically anybody can enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Dan, what are your thoughts on pop? Well, it is again, another genre that's hard to define um, as they kind of all are, but I mean, it literally is just like popular music. Like rock was pop uh, at one point, I would say. Um, And I guess by that logic, classical, baroque, romantic, et cetera, music was the the popular music. So I don't really think that like those genres are dying out. I I haven't seen that. Um, But by its very nature, like by definition, pop cannot die because it will Mm -hmm. always adapt to whatever is popular. Yeah, that was the point I was trying to get at. Exactly. I'm just paraphrasing, but you're right. I agree. Um, Yeah. And and with that classical, I kind of feel uh like paisley was kind of hinting at that classical music you know was pop for a long time it was just because it was like the only genre for a long time it was the only genre that could exist because of you know the means of producing music was limited to stuff that could create classical music so for the longest time classical was pop because it was the only music at least the only mainstream music Mm -hmm. and um and, of, and that brings us to classical music, which I feel that um, if you look at at uh, most people, at least in America, I can't speak for other countries, but um, classical music tends to be the one that people listen to the least. Of course, there's still those people who play music and listen to classical music, but it's so unlikely for you to go up and talk to someone about you know all these like different classical pieces from the last thousand years or however classical has been around it's like if if what <laughs> it's a thousand years of okay okay yeah okay i understand that like i said i i think it's clear that i don't play an instrument and i should have clarified that if if you don't play an instrument, I think you're so much less likely to get into classical music. Whereas if you oh, yeah. play an instrument, <laughs> if you're in the band, then yeah, you're going to be more interested in that classical music. But for people who don't play an instrument, such as myself or Harrison, we don't listen to that much classical music. Of course, we listen to, you know, like Requiem K626 or whatever and In the Hall of the Mountain King. And, I hate classical. And yeah, but I mean, those are the songs that people know, but I could not talk to anybody about classical music, like the the actual uh, music in the genre. Like I'm, I'm able to discuss classical music as a genre, but I'm not able to talk to someone about my classical music taste or, or what I think is good classical classical music versus bad classical music because it kind of requires you to play an instrument to know a lot about music to determine what is good classical or what classical you like. And as a pianist, it's very it's really interesting because like every pianist in, the, in this whole world will be end up playing a classical piece at one point because these are the hardest pieces you can play, the most technical piece, the most challenging, most fun. But it's like what's really interesting. Often ignored, there's a lot of new piano pieces that are very experimental. Like Michael Pissarro's um, "A Miss Collection of Points" was very is notorious for being like this really interesting piece that was through was like through, to one hour long and that messes with so many different sounds that piano can produce. 
but yet people play piano like the teachers don't ever teach them this stuff it's always the same dogmatic classical music but it's like you never hear of any people playing modern day music even now like I play music that was made in like 1980, basically, or like some stuff by like, you know, Ball of Bartok or like Cocteria and like stuff that's like really experimental and compared to classical music, but it's not really that experimental. What's the type of stuff that piano teachers want to teach? And it's really interesting me how like a lot of piano teachers just won't teach you this new experimental genre of piano music that's been emerging since the 2000s. Mm-hmm. Dan, do you listen to any classical? Oh, yeah. It's definitely one of my favorite genres. And and you do play the guitar, you play the piano, right? Yep. Yeah, so that kind of further proves my point. Uh, Jackson and uh, Daniel love classical music. <laughs> they have so much respect for it because they are so involved in music. It's one of their passions. And when you love, or I should say, one of their passions is playing music. And when you play music, you want to listen to the best of the best from purely like a sound standpoint which is, you know, classical because of how intricate it is versus me and Harrison who don't know how to play any instrument uh, at all. Yeah. And, and so we're not interested in classical music. I, I, I've never met someone who doesn't play an instrument and loves classical music, just as I've never really met someone who loves playing an instrument and absolutely hates classical music or has no idea about it. Of course, uh, you know, there are those people on both sides, but... It, it tends to be very divided. And I think even then, like, if you're a pianist and you hate classical music, like, excuse me, how are you playing most piano pieces or how are you even learning <laughs> piano? Because the way you learn piano, like, through Hannon and stuff, this guy, all this stuff was written, like, 1800 and 1700. You're playing stuff that was written by dead guys 200 years ago. Like, there's, there's no way a pianist can avoid it. Mm-hmm. True. Um, I guess, let's see, what else do we have here for? <clears throat> Funk. Funk. I know absolutely nothing about <laughs> funk. I love yeah. funk. Also, know nothing. Should we switch up topics a little sure. bit? Sure. So, Daniel, what's it. a genre genre you really know about? Well, we kind of touched on rock, but we could do more of that if you want. Uh, yeah. We, you know, we mentioned we've mentioned rock through talking about each yeah, musical could- genre because. Um, that's what people compare it to. When you're talking about pop, you compare it to rock. When you're talking about classical music, you compare it to rock. When you're talking about uh, punk, you compare it to rock. When, it, when you're talking about rap, you compare it to rock. Um, and I, I'm not even really sure why that is, but I just feel like when you're comparing two musical genres, it tends to be, you know, one of them tends to be uh, rock and roll, which um, I also don't know what makes rock, rock. I listen to a lot of rock. Uh, you know, everything from like oh like you know not not like imagine dragons but newer <laughs> rock and older rock and everything in between and the various subgenres you know you have grunge and indie rock and alternative rock and i guess if just having a you know a drummer and a bassist and a guitar player and someone singing makes something rock then i guess that defines the genre but I, you guys probably know more about the genre itself yeah rock and roll and rock i just don't i just legitimately don't see a difference like it just depends what you call it um well, yeah. i'm a big rock fan in a sense it's kind of weird because i like to focus more on experimental rock as always like, like death grips and stuff but it's really interesting to me how rock as a genre has sort of outlived a lot of genres at like, the same time period oh, or like yeah. or like even punk like it's out like people thought that punk would become the new rock but in reality i mean punk the punk scene is kind of dead now like you had little mm-hmm. people with like emo punk rap but like it's kind of dead now and it's like but rock is still around like you got people like mario judah and little uzi vert that like are actual call who call themselves rock stars want to live the rock style rock star lifestyle and they 
and the rap content it's like very similar to like rock stars would talk about yeah um i guess i'd say like a lot of like uh the like emo subgenre of rap is i guess you could say is like the modern day punk scene yeah kind of but personally i think it's more rock influences because from like a musical standpoint they use a lot of skills they use that rock stars used and they just had like they just use samples from rock bands and stuff yeah that's fair so when you talk about uh dan how your favorite genre is rock am i, am I correct yes. in that yeah yeah um what like what specifically are you talking about with rock what mm. bands or what type of rock? Yeah. Or do you mean oh. when you say you love rock? Well, let's run through the bands and then I'll, I'll see if they're what like what's common between them. Um, wow, it's definitely put on the spot here. Uh, I like Tom Petty. I like Boston. I like Aldo Nova, lesser known but pretty good. Um, some other people. I think what generally like is the common thing between all of them is. Um, somewhat distorted guitars some pretty soaring wide-ranged vocals often with complex harmonies but really like they're not that complicated the songs like unless you're doing like some crazy funky bass line stuff but like it, you know like, like y'all were just saying it's basically just a guitar a bass some people just like having fun singing and that's all rock has to be like i don't really think that all rock and roll or rock songs have to have deep meaning or whatever sometimes it's just people messing around playing on instruments having fun like quiet riot like that's what it is but mm -hmm. that's why i like it and and like hip-hop rock is such a diverse genre if someone comes up to you and goes oh i love rock and roll so much most likely they're talking about acdc and not my chemical <laughs> romance or fallout boys even though those are both rock genres the people who tend to uh say that their favorite genre is rock or even those who say oh i only listen to rock don't tend to listen to uh more indie rock or alternative rock or or i or grunge rock or uh sure. modern rock i don't even know what uh my chemical romance would fall under but yeah, yeah. i like okay. greta van fleet i have to say greta van fleet stuff modern rock pretty good Mm -hmm. I can agree with that. Yeah, modern rock's just like you have like okay, it's gonna kind of shock you guys, but like most of the good rock music that's coming in the world is coming from Japan. Like Japanese math rock originated from Midwestern emo, which was a very niche subgenre of rock where <clears throat> you would have these really weird harmonies and chords of really weird rhythms, and it hit Japan back in the '80s, and they fell in love with it. And now in 2020 and 2019 and 2020. 2019, 2021, <laughs> we saw we saw resurgence of Japanese math rock, and it's really interesting how like all the new rock is coming from Japan. Like Ichikoro, one of, the, one of my favorite guitarists, is a math rockist from Japan, and his stuff is so popular on YouTube. Everybody loves right. Japanese math rock. It's like it's truly the Perfect. biggest competitor to modern day rock in America. It just fascinates me. Mm -hmm. What is math rock? Oh yeah, that's a good question. Math rock is a, it's a subgenre of rock where like. You have these really fast beats with really interesting melodies and rhythms where it's like you can have like six guitars and once or like eight guitars and like two basses and stuff and two drums. But there's other bands like Toe who have these really fast songs where they have these really fast verses. Or there's one called Hard Liquor where it's like like it's like it's just a bunch of guitar solos. It's like it's a guitar solo and the guy just talks about drinking hard liquor like it's at 250 BPM and it goes nuts from there. And so it's like these really fast beats with like a rock emphasis, not really like metal type stuff, well, having rock riffs, which are very, very, very diverse. Cause like a lot of math rock is like nine, eight, six, eight, four over eight, 
two, four, three, four, and switches meters constantly. So it's like this, I'm not trying to sound pretentious, but it sounds like this advanced version of rock where it's like mm, you very have experimental. very experimental music that normally people don't like experimental. And so it's just interesting that like people are really digging Japanese math rock. Mm, and you talked about how Japanese rock is the main player in like global rock right now. Oh, hell yeah, dude. It's insane. But um, I... I also think that you guys would agree with me on this is that the vast majority of Americans are only listening to music from America or Britain. I yes, think that's yes. really, I, I kind of wanted to bring that up. Cause I think that like, of course you don't, but yeah. I mean, you, you I, look at America as a whole, and we don't the vast of majority of people are just listening to English music. And, and the way we talk about music too, is kind of xenophobic because we're like, Oh, I like rock. Well, this is bands, but like, what about these people in Australia, like Tame Impala, who make like psychedelic rock, or like people like Ors in Japan, or like in Australia, Australia, or like um, some you know like Chinese rappers and stuff. Like it's really interesting how music in America can be so xenophobic to a point where we don't talk about any other genres outside of America. I think it's just that we don't know about those genres. Yeah. You you brought yeah. up a bunch of Japanese rock bands. I mean, you could find them on the internet if you tried hard enough, but I've never heard of any of these. Uh, mm -hmm. Japanese uh, uh, rock. rock groups or um, or bands or any Chinese rappers like I just we're, we're just not taught about them because they're they don't play a big role in our society so we tend to just listen to American or English or Australian music because you know for one it's in the language that we understand so we can relate to it but mm -hmm. also it's just what's being played even if you're into you know no matter what genre you're into if you're in america you're most likely listening to english music no matter the genre yeah and i think um something that we'll probably start seeing in the next few decades is like people listening to a lot more like foreign music, like with the uh, with the explosion of like K-pop and J-pop and even like Bollywood music and uh, Latin music, like. Oh yeah, uh, what's the artist Bad Bunny or? Bad, oh, yeah, Bad Bunny. Bunny had like yeah. most streams on Spotify in the whole entire world. He was from like Spain. Mm -hmm. And he and um, I haven't listened. I never to heard him, of them. I'm assuming that uh, he doesn't uh, make his music in English. No, it's right? in Spanish. Yeah, but it's, it, really it's still weird. popular in America. So we are seeing more uh i guess you could use the term foreign artists uh having a bigger presence in america yeah it's so fascinating because a lot of people never heard this dude and he just has the most spotify streams in the whole entire world it's just fascinating man yeah um is there any major genre that we're missing have we talked about metal like, metal sure it's kind of uh, hard to define i, I don't yeah, really know. i think a lot of people when they think about metal, they just think about rock. rock? Yeah. Like, yes. oh, metal is just a type of rock. But people also think that about punk. And and yeah. like I was saying with punk and rock, it's hard to differentiate between the two. Same with metal and rock. And also with metal, I said like that, that classical is uh, probably the hardest genre for people to get <laughs> yeah. into because they don't play an instrument. But metal, you ask anybody, hey, what do you listen to? They go, oh, I listen to everything except metal because quite yeah, frankly, it just doesn't sound good. It's it's different from other types oh. of music in that you listen to it and, and you go, uh, at least most people would go, oh, this is th this is awful. And they take out their well, earbuds. I'm not saying everybody, <laughs> there's definitely people who okay. love metal, but just your average person, it, it metal doesn't have that kind of, you know, like traditional rhythm that it's, you see in hip hop well, or, or rock and roll or classical. No, pop. I mean, I would argue that just like the, the rap concept you mentioned earlier, where like people might just be listening to the wrong songs or wrong 
subgenres. Mm-hmm. Like I, I would argue that's a similar case with metal, but maybe I'm wrong because it's really hard to define the genre. So I don't know. Yeah, and um, I should have clarified that also when I think about metal, I think about death metal, just people screaming. Sure. Like I don't yeah. even take into account, you know, if you consider like Metallica metal, yeah. because I just I just think if if uh, you talk about Metallica, I'm automatically gonna associate that with rock and roll. Whereas if you bring up metal to me, I'm gonna think about people screaming and and stuff that's not very enjoyable to listen to, at least in my opinion. Yeah. So I, I should have clarified that, that yeah, uh, certain more like calm or traditional forms of metal like Metallica and other bands like them is not what I was talking about with people uh, just uh, thinking it's gross, I guess. Well, it's an unfortunate um, connotation, I guess. Stereotype mm-hmm. is the word. Yes. And and obviously I'm feeding into it by making these claims. Well, <laughs> but but yeah, uh, I mean I have to say how I feel about like we're talking about how yeah, we yeah. feel about these genres and and when I hear metal I I I or when someone talks about metal I associate it with death metal and when I listen to death metal I hate it. You know, it's it's not enjoyable to listen to. I'd rather listen to Christian. Yeah. <laughs> which, okay that's cap that's cap which i'm sorry to say which i'm sorry to say but it's like at least with christian music although it's not the genre i would choose at least it's something that i can uh nod my head to or just relax to whereas with death metal i understand that that's not all metal with death metal it's just i just find it so hard to enjoy and i think a lot of people would agree with me on that but Oh, yeah, no, I'm with you 100%. I mean, I, I, mean, I like death metal, but yeah. Clearly, I'm showing my ignorance <laughs> when it fine. comes to metal, but... I mean, I really don't know anything about metal, but uh, from what I've heard, I'm not the biggest fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's certainly not something I'd, uh, like, choose to listen to. Mm-hmm. And Dan, when you talk about metal, what are you, are you talking about death metal? Are you talking about black metal? I don't yeah. even... I, uh, truth be told, I don't even know the difference between that. Are you talking about the bands I mentioned, like Metallica? Like, what is metal to you? Yeah. Um, Metallica is definitely good, but um, if you had to get into metal, I mean, Quiet Riot is pretty classic. Iron Maiden, Judas Priest, Black Sabbath. Mm-hmm. It's just it's kind of like rock. It's just people like having a good time. It doesn't always have to have meaning, you know, just, just saying whatever sounds good into the microphone um playing whatever sounds right i don't know yeah, and with all those uh bands you just uh listed i enjoy listening to them but i i just think of those as rock and that brings up the question that i had similar with punk what uh different differentiates metal from rock and roll do you have an answer oh i do, do. Well, oh yeah um i the, what the biggest difference i'm over there Dan, do you have an answer to it? I do. Um, so basically, oh, okay. one of the I'll biggest differences is that metal is like, it's like to me, accelerated version because like metals is really fast. Like metal has usually really fast beats with these stuff. Where the, the scales, like they just sound different. Like metal uses different scales. They use a lot of like, mix, you use a lot of like Dorian scales, minor, minor scales, and you use minor yeah. pentatonic scales, which uh, have some weird adverse, uh, weird inversions to them, like, like compared to rock. And so metal is just like really hardcore usually, and, and like the big things are drums. Like a lot of their drums are nuts, where it's like, and rock your standard one, two, three, four. And metal, you have like drum roll, snare, drum roll, snare, yeah. snare solo, snare solo, snare solo, crash, crash, splash, splash. While players trying to sing over it, and it's just insane. Like some rap, some metal groups do scream. Like that's more of like screamo and death metal, but like 
normal metal is just mainly to me at least accelerated to rock which is just like more intense yeah how do you do you agree with uh paisley daniel generally um obviously i think the drums are usually a lot more aggressive there's probably more distortion but i mean there is such a thing as slow metal and like that's always really interested me i've heard yeah that's like metal like metallica has a song called nothing else matters that's really slow metal yeah and that's like what i love listening to slow metal any chance i can get it's just an interesting like thing that i guess you wouldn't think goes together i mean the keys are generally darker or the modes um more aggressive but maybe it's just a subgenre of rock or maybe it's its own thing it's hard to say i'd say that it's definitely its own thing because we see even more subgenres of metal we have death metal screamo metal and you have like yeah that's true and then we have like death and the black metal then you have norwegian black metal norwegian death metal then you have like noise death metal and noise metal you also have like you know like old classical metal like black sabbath but now you have modern day stuff like um van red van fleet but not really not really that much um we have like like you have like even new metal like corn still around or like skid row slipknot oh, stuff like one of those. Skid row. Skid row yeah like slipknot like one of the modern day ones or like nine inch nails like could we serve metal yes. Yes. like there's a lot of genres could be certain metal it's just like it's, just, it's a i do think a started off and being a like subgenre of rock definitely to be getting phases over time, it's become its own separate entity from rock in a sense that, like, solo piano music has differentiated from orchestral music in a sense, if, if that makes sense, where, like, we see a subgenre of, like, concertos, but now it's, like, a whole entire thing. Interesting. Um, well, we discussed uh, hip-hop and rap. We discussed yes. hot music. We discussed rock and roll, classical, and metal. Of course, we're, we're still leaving major genres. There's still blues. Uh, we kind of touched touched on funk, but we didn't really get into it. Um, there's there's jazz, there's uh, EDM and country and Christian. And although we have to uh, wrap up this episode, I think we'll absolutely all four of us will will be back to talk about the genres I just listed because those genres yes. are still still have their huge like are still just as big as any of the other genres are just as important. So I, I, we'll definitely get to those in a future episode. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Does that sound right to me? Or mm-hmm. uh, does that sound good? I hate well, I hate country, though. Okay. Well, we'll discuss that in a future episode. I, yeah. Uh, but not right now. Um, so that was episode three of the Booth Headshot. I'm glad we were able to uh, set a new record for <laughs> the uh, Lincoln Statesman. Yeah. Three episodes. So good job to everybody. We're getting it, boys. We're getting this money. I'm, I would like to um, have everybody, as we wrap this up, have everybody just give um, uh, an album recommendation, just one album recommendation Ooh. that you'd like your viewers or okay. our listeners to listen to. Okay. Visions of Bodies Being Burned by Clipping. Wow. Do you have one, Dan? Can I filibuster for a second here? Yeah, I've got one. Um, I recommend Hissing Fiona, Are You the Destroyer by Of Montreal. This has been one of my all-time favorite albums. I'm not sure what you'd even classify it as, kind of like psychedelic indie rock. It's just really unique. Um, And I think the whole album is just really fun and interesting to listen to. So once again, Hissing Fiona, Are You the Destroyer by Of Montreal is my choice. Uh, Thompson. Uh, My choice would be Good Kid, Mad City by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah. Uh, I think it really just highlights a lot of like the feel, a lot of the feelings like a really large chunk of teenagers have growing up and just a lot of the struggles 
I mean, not even just teenagers that like everyone shares. And I think Kendrick Lamar does a really good job of outlining those. Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, in, de- in defense of metal, if you would like to get into metal uh, or explore that format in any means, uh, I would recommend the album Metal Health, a play on mental health, obviously, by Quiet Riot from the 1980s. Very good. All right. Well, thank you, everybody. Thank you for listening, and we will see you in a future episode. Yeah, this has been pretty awesome. Yep. Yeah, and uh, before we wrap up, just wanted to thank you guys for uh, letting me in on this. I'm happy I could uh, be a part of the team that set the Lincoln Statesman record for the longest running podcast. Harris is becoming pretty integral. He's awesome to have on here. You did a great job. Yep. Thank you. It's I a good appreciate it. At some point, when like you're able to, we, we want to do this more at Harrison's crib, and so we're hoping that one day Daniel can show up here because. Man, he's such a fun guy to hang out with. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Thank you, man. Okay, guys. That is a wrap. Get it? All right.